Hi, welcome to Three Dog. You're listening to a flow class taped live in our studio. When you're ready, grab a mat and let's get started. And do you have blocks? Not like spiritual or emotional blocks, but like yoga blocks. If you have one or two blocks, you're in business. We're digging hips on a block to begin. That could be hips on one block. It could be hips on blocks end to end. Uh, your preference is your preference. Ends to end is going to give you more release in your low back, more ability to let your sacrum kind of rest and your body be a little more at ease. And whichever you choose, really important part of this is that your sacrum is level, that you're not feeling like your tailbone is tipped upward. You're not feeling like your legs are tipped in toward your belly. Right? Uh, they don't need to be exactly vertical. They can be bent. Right? But you're not feeling kind of that, that hip hinge going on or a curl of the tailbone up. And the other thing is that you're not feeling like your low back is overextended. Right? Uh, if you feel like the block is sitting in your low back curve, it's too far up. If you feel like the block is under a uh, mostly bum cheek, too far down. Find a place where your sacrum feels level. If you've never felt this out, good time right now to feel it out, to play around. Uh, there's a saying, I'm going to just like paraphrase, fool around and find out. But if you're not sure, fool around and find out. It's not going to hurt you to have like a couple inches one way or the other in order for you to know then it's the right spot. It's kind of like, like if you've ever tried on clothes in your life, sometimes you got to like try one size, try the other size. Same thing with yoga postures. Give yourself an opportunity to investigate. Any of us that say we know what something's going to be like before we try it are lying. Like anyone, anyone who tells you you can know before you try. That said, if you're comfortable, you're comfortable. Be willing in your practice to not know, right? It's a mindset we get into. When we're sure we know, we are waiting for life to smack us in the face. Anybody? Everybody? So you can use this practice in our physical body as a way to shift that kind of thinking. And the more we feel tied to one way of doing things, the more we could benefit from trying a variation. I bring this up all the time, but Philosophy 101, John Stuart Mill. There are reasons to seek a different opinion, three of them. One is that you may be right and you can confirm that you are right. And what else in the world feels as good as confirming you are right? Those are the three best words in the English language, right? But so there's that. You can confirm your suspicions or your, your way of thinking. Two, you can find out that you were absolutely wrong and change something to your benefit. Third is that you may find that there's a continuum and your window of opportunity is opened to grow. Like in any one of those scenarios, You've taken yourself out of a rigidity uh, that's going to serve you in myriad ways.
we'll, we'll do that with our yoga practice here on the mat. There are really some rules that we want to follow in terms of breathe in, breathe out. Have stable postures that don't hurt you. Right? Like that's just like entry level. Breathe and don't hurt yourself. And in other respects, you can try longer stances, shorter stances, right? Different rotations, right? Right. It's not like everything is loosey goosey, like you do you all the time, right? Uh, but it's like within the parameters of any given posture, of any given practice, there is room for your investigation. There's room for you to be comfortably uncomfortable in new space. That's where the good stuff happens. Next, exhale. You're going to bend your knees, slowly bring your feet to the floor. When they get to the floor, pause and just feel your feet. Oh my gosh, you have feet. They're alive, they're awake. There's some sensations that weren't there before. Spread your toes, feel the ball, the big toe, ball, the baby toe, center the heel. And just notice like when something's new, where you sense more. Right, feet are now down the floor. You sense the texture, the temperature, the stability of the floor and the mat. Right. You've awakened some sensation here. You do the same thing. Press your feet down. Lift your hips. Right. As your hips lift off the block, right, that imprint of the block is still, still feeling there a little bit. Right. Slide the block out of the way. And then very slowly bring your hips down or slowly. And then when they set down... Now you're feeling something different with your hips, right? And I bring this one up all the time because sometimes we do have to point out like this for ourselves, right? to remember, to make things new, to allow things to be new, to come out of the habit and thought loops that get us in a routine or a rut or a funk. Open the window of opportunity. Next inhale, lift your hips back up, scoop your tailbone in first, lift sacrum, and then low back and as many vertebrae and ribs as you take up into bridge. Cool. Then when you exhale, just slowly press them back down like you're just imprinting the ribs, the vertebrae into the mat. See if you can get your low back, which is curved in, down before the sacrum. Probably won't happen, but you're, you're attempting. When you inhale, up again, fanning out the front side of your body as you lift, breathe in, really expand. And when you breathe out, feel the muscles of the body draw in to press breath out. And press the ribs and low back and hips down. Last one like that. And go up, breathe in. Slow work downward. Press your feet into the floor. Draw in through your core body muscles. Just feel what that does. You don't have to have word for it, but you have a sensation that you're picking up on, that you're noticing. Hips level at the mat. Walk your feet out wide. Bring them to the point where you're maybe a couple of your toes feel the floor outside your mat. The inner edge of your foot is on your mat. You got two different textures going on. 
Right? There's just stuff to notice here and bring attention to your nervous system. Right? The knees side to side in windshield wipers. And as you take the knees side to side, your feet are going to roll right, on their edges and back flat. Note the texture, the detail difference with the soles of your feet. Because right. we do these all the time. Right? You, can, you can focus, you can choose to focus on anything, really. And for a lot of us, we don't choose to focus on anything, so we focus on whatever problems have been kind of swirling around in our mind all day. Right? We've turned the yoga into more time to think about our stuff. Get into your senses. But if you're paying attention to what your feet are feeling, you're not all up in the, uh, the loops of thought or the mental pinball machine or worry factory. Right? You're feeling your feet. You're feeling the mat. You're feeling the floor. You're feeling what it is to be alive with a functioning nervous system. It's like those are two things to be grateful for right now. Come on back to center. Pause. And just pause and feel the absence of motion. It's like getting off a boat on solid ground. Then we'll bring knees into the chest and you hug yours in, little rock side to side across the upper rim of your sacrum, or it feels like that. Feel like the upper rim of your hips to you. And then a distinction, you're gonna let the knees float a little away from you and you're rocking across the center of your sacrum, like the equator. It's not what it's called, but I like that. It is all about my nerdiness here, in case you didn't know. Knees uh, a little further away. Let them out of your hands. Take the arms to cactus and rock across the lower rim of the sacrum. And in fact, almost like draw a little half circle on the floor. So you're tracing around like the, the lower half circle of the hips. And you're just feeling new stuff, different stuff here. Each way we do this is going to be slightly different effect Then bring it back to where you feel like your sacrum is level, balanced levelly. Bring the knees out to table, right? So in the uh, tabletop positioning, your shin bones, you could slide a tabletop across it, serve tea, right? Because you would, I'm sure. That's the positioning. There's going to be a lot of strength work involved in lower abdominals. Breathe here, right? Because that's one of the things that goes on when we start tensing. We stop breathing, so... You want to work that comfortable discomfort, enough work. You're really feeling it, but not so much that you can't breathe. And then knee side to side in belly twisting pose. So you can keep this really strong frame. I was going to say as a frame of reference. Yeah, this is your frame of reference. Uh, keeping that as you move side to side, it's going to intensify what we're doing. If you want to let the knees kind of tuck together or come in toward you, that's going to de-emphasize, and that's totally fine. Just know what you're doing to know what you're going to get from what you're doing. One more round through.
And then we'll bring it into center and take the soles of the feet to the floor. Soles of the feet to the floor. Slide the feet out and walk them uh, wide. So you're taking your heels now to the edges of your mat or the floor outside mat. And then you're going to let your toes, let your, uh, your feet move side to side. So you're, now your toes, your uh, feet themselves are doing windshield wipers. Leg bones are rotating. And then let everything kind of rotate over to the right to stay. Then back at center, let everything rotate over to the left and stay. Breath. And back to center. You take your left leg across over to the right, cross the right ankle over top the left. Bring your left arm over to your right hand overhead and uh, catch the left wrist with the right hand. Now the right limbs are holding the left limbs. Stretch the left limbs along with the right hand to help you out. With the right foot, anchor the left heel. Breath in. You squeeze the legs together. Reach long through the ring and pinky fingertip of the left hand. And then slowly undo that. Back to where the feet are at opposite sides of the mat. Go ahead and spread the arms out. <laughs> Snow angel style. Then you'll take the right leg over to meet the left. Left ankle crosses over right. The right hand over to meet the left. Left hand holds the right wrist, banana pose. Squeeze the legs together. It doesn't have to be harsh, but, but there's a hug there. Draw your abdominals in. Keep your sacrum level. Chances are your right hip wants to lift in this one. Um, keep it level with the left, heavy through the sacrum, grounded there. And reach through the ring and pinky fingertips. Exhale, undo it. Come on back to center. That spread eagle or snow angel. Breath in. Reach long through your fingers, through your toes. Breath out. Feel the middle of the body of the core. Like pull in. Feel your ribs descend toward the mat. And follow that with knees in toward your chest and nose up toward your knees. Inhale. Unwind. Reach your feet. To the front wall, fingers to the back. Then again, curl everything in, tuck tight. Breathe in, reach long. Curl in as you tuck tight. Take as much of your sacrum off the floor as you can, as much of your rib cage off the floor as you can. Inhale, reach long. Exhale. Curl in, tuck tight. You're running. There's a little cat pose here. Breathe in, reach. Breathe out, curl in, tuck tight. Use that action to breathe all the way out. Undo it. Then curl. This time, slow release down. Soles of your feet to the mat. Knees together, constructive rest. Hands at your center line. Breathe in and breathe out. Just steady, rhythmic flow of breath. What do you notice? Are there places you could soften to breathe more? 
face, jaw, throat, your hair on your collarbones, fronts of your shoulders. Is there anything in the way of you breathing here now? Anything that's of your creation, or you can stop creating. And that's really the case with breath, right? And there's usually not some external force, like unless you're at altitude or running behind a bus or something. You can make it easier for yourself to breathe. Now, you may need to go blow your nose or something. That's true, but you're still doing that. Just look at the ways that you can help yourself out until you're breathing really well. Just take take some time. It's like an energy check. Where are you blocked? What can you do about it? Like if you can just raise the like, energy level in your body by just like one degree. By breathing more, more easily, more fluidly, more consistently, it's a big deal. Bring knees into chest, nose up to knees, curl up, rock up to seated, and then around to hands and knees. Move into cat and cow. Again with the breathing, and this is this whole class, again with the breathing, <laughs> your entire yoga career. <laughs> yeah, with the breathing. Yeah. If you were concerned by how much we mentioned breathing here, <laughs> you're, you're in the wrong spot. <laughs> Actually, you're in the right spot. <laughs> if breathing bugs you, you were selected into the best practice for you. But you're steadying this rhythm of how you're moving your body to the rhythm of how you're breathing. And by linking up those two, there's a lot of benefits physically, but the mental and the, the neurology on this is so good for, especially our 21st century brains, but it's regulating our breath by moving our body. It's, it's much easier for most of us than keeping a consistent inhale, exhale rhythm while sitting still. Right? Give yourself something to do. Match it to full resonant breath. Back to a center line and pause. We'll walk hands forward, tuck the toes, come up to down dog. Pause here, just land and be sure your hands are placed well for you, your feet are placed well for you. If you are not sure, try taking the hands a little wider, a little further forward, or if you need more space, this is super intuitive. If you feel kind of constricted, try wider, try turning the hands a little out, try walking a little further. If you feel a little overstretched, okay, walk in a little bit. Be still in your body. What are you doing with yourself right now? Right. Yeah. Get still and land. Right. If you're gonna move, I promise you we're gonna move. But right now is about being still and landing, so you know where you are. Right. Have a breath in. 
when you breathe out, you're going to bend your right knee and straighten your left leg. Then when you breathe in, you're going to come back to center in the dog pose. Just to center. And then when you exhale, you're going to go to the other side. And now you got that pedaling out thing that you wanted, but it's intentional. Back to center. And what we're doing here isn't trying to make those more comfortable. Exhale, bend the knee. You're going back to that cat-cow experience where you're regulating your breath by moving your body. And we'll get some benefits in the pose, for sure. Mostly you're going to get the vinyasa of bend one knee on your exhale. Come back to the center down dog on your inhale. And we're getting a little rotation. Right? Cat-cow is a flexion extension with the breath. This is a rotation with the breath. Right? And particularly, we only have an hour to do this yoga thing. Stay intentional. Stay on the breath pace. We don't really have time for any throwaways. We don't have time for any antsiness or uh, fidgeting. You'll find yourself doing it. We all will. I will. But you'll catch it. Come back to, like, if you're going to move, move with your breath. Come on back to center after you've balanced the two sides and pause. Right. Now, if you're really uncomfortable in your current down dog situation, change something. Bend the knees. Change the stance. Right. But instead of shifting around trying to avoid the discomfort, find a way to be comfortably uncomfortable. Right. If you want to get more flexible, you got to sustain the pose. If you want to get more focused, you got to sustain the pose. Breath in, breath out, get empty. You're going to look to your hands. You're going to walk forward into ragdoll. This is a good example. Take your feet wide apart, edges of your mat, thereabouts. You're going to find a place that's right for you. Start, though, the edges of the mat, feet parallel. Okay. Then get still. There will be the draw for most of us to wiggle around here. There's a deep forward fold regardless of who you are. Do you need to bend your knees more? Do you need to widen the stance? Do you need to do something to make this sustainable so that you can be still in the pose and move your breath? And there will be times that we move intentionally here for sure. And I joke about it. It's not really Simon Says. Like, you can do what you want with your breath. But most of us, most of the time, get to our yoga mat to be intentional. You don't get here by accident. So every time you're choosing to move, you want to do it intentionally. And if you're uncomfortable in a pose, fidgeting is not the way. Moving around in the pose is not the way for long-term success with that adapting, bending the knees, changing the stance, changing the arm position, adding some blocks or arms between chest and thighs. Somewhere that you can sustain the pose at the rhythm of your breath, right? right? Is gonna get you where you wanna go. Avoidance techniques, you know, 
got most of us to where we are in that it got most of us to the place where we knew we needed yoga. Release your hands to your mat. Walk your feet together. And that could mean touching. Big toes touching, heels slightly apart. Could mean a little further apart than that. You choose. You do you there. But it's together as in at center. So that when you roll up to standing mountain pose, your feet are underneath you. You feel connected. Intentional. Bring hands to heart center. You have this connection here from your feet pressing down into the floor. Right. You lift your inner ankle bones. Feel the connection of feet to legs. Lift the front of your thighs, lower legs to upper legs. Right. The lift of your lower abdominals. And there's this connection of feet, legs, hips, spine. And the spine, you get to the rib cage, and the ribs run around to the sternum. The sternum lifts into your thumbs. You're connecting heart to hands, but you're connecting the bone structure of the rib cage connected to the spine, to the hips, to the legs, the feet, to the hands. And then up through the collarbones, the sides of your neck, the tips of your ears, the back of your skull. your heels down, lift the back of your head. Breath in. Breath out. Register how this feels to be in a wide awake body, intentionally standing here breathing. Take as much of that sensation as you can with you into the movement flow. Sunday, inhale, we're going to reach up. Press your feet down, fan your fingers out. Exhale, bow forward. Press your feet into the floor as you bow. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands, step back. High or low push-up you choose. Press the floor. When you breathe in, upward facing dog. When you breathe out, down dog. Be intentional about how you move. Look forward, walk, or lightly hop. Breathe in, lift halfway. And breathe out, fold this excellent. Keep it going. Empty here. Breathe in. And reach up. Mountain pose, squeeze your legs, squeeze your arms, fan your fingers. Exhale, fold forward. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands, step back, high or low push-up, press the floor. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out. Downward facing dog. Good. Look forward. Walk or lightly hop to your hands. Press your feet down. Breathe in. Halfway lift. 
Breathe out. Fold. Press your feet down. Breathe in. Reach up. Mountain pose. Exhale. Fold forward. Breathe in. Lift halfway. Flat back. Plant your hands. Step back. High or low push. Breathe in. Upward facing dog. Breathe out. Down dog. Pause here. Really pause. Dial into the pose. Change what you need to so you can stay for the full breath in and out. Then look forward. Walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in. Lift halfway. Breathe out. Fold. Sit your hips back. Ukatasana, chair pose. Then exhale, fold forward. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands, step back, high or low, push up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Breathe in, take your right leg up and back behind you, three-legged dog. Breathe out, bend the knee, bring it to your right elbow, and step the foot. Be sure of your footing. When you breathe in, draw your heart forward and up, crescent. When you breathe out, we're going to bring hands to heart center, chest down in line with front thigh, heart forward. Then plant your hands, step back high or low, push up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. And breathe all the way out, down dog. Get empty, be sure. Then inhale, left leg up and back behind. Top of that arc is the top of the breath. Then exhale, bend the knee. Bring it to the elbow. There's no hurry. Step, feel your feet aligned well. Then inhale, your way up. Hands to heart and the chest comes in line with the front thigh before you reach your arms for the floor. Hands plan, press as you lower high or low push-up is good. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, downward facing dog. Pause here for breath. So we can work that a couple more times, crescent lunge salutation. You have plenty of time here to set up those lunges at the base before you breathe in and come up. Okay. A little more than a, a traditional warrior one flow. Right? Take it. Need is really methodical to how you're moving your body. Stay in there, stay out of the routine. Every moment's new. Every time you step is new. So you're in down dog, feet are about hip distance apart. Hands are about shoulder distance apart. You're here now. And if you don't have your feet hip distance apart in down dog, by choice, totally fine. You can do you. However, when we step into lunges, Hip distance apart is going to be important for your balance, which is the reason, one of the reasons why we say hip distance apart in your plank and your down dog, because then it just makes it easier for you to know where you're stepping. 
Breath in. Breath all the way out. Look forward, walk or lightly hop. Top of the space. Breathe in. Lift halfway. And breathe out. Fold. We're just going to flow through this, but your attention to your details. Sit your hips back, Utkatasana, chair pose. Exhale, fold. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands, step back, high to low push, press the floor. Your inhale draws you to up dog. And your exhale to down dog. Empty there. Then the inhale draws your right leg up. As you exhale, you bend the knee, bring it to the elbow and step. Be sure of your lunge stance. Deepen it if you can. Breathe in, reach up. Hands to heart center, chest in line with front thigh, then hands down. Step back. Breathe out. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, downward facing dog. Focus on the quality of your breath. Slow, smooth, steady. Inhale, left leg up and back. Plenty of time to create that lift and lengthen. Bend the knee, exhale, knee to elbow. Plenty of time to step well. Choose your lunge stance, then reach. Hands to heart, to the mat. Step back, breathe out. Breathe in for your back bend. Breathe all the way out. Look forward, walk or hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out. Empty. Sit your hips back, then breathe in. Lift your chest, Utkatasana. Breathe out. Bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands, step back. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe all the way out. Inhale, right leg up and back behind, stretch along. Bend your knee, bring it to your elbow, rock way forward. Take the biggest step you can. Adjust your lunge stance until you, like, right one for you here. Then hands to heart, to the mat. Step back, down dog or low push up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, downward facing dog. Breathe in, left leg up and back. Breathe out, bend the knee, bring it to your elbow. Take a step. Chances are your perfect lunge isn't exactly where you stepped the first bit. Right? Wait for your inhale. Wait until you've done that step. Hands to heart, to the mat. Step back, high to low. Breathe in, upward facing dog. 
breathe out, down dog. Pause here, breath in. Breath all the way out, you turn your right toes to the diagonal, bend your left knee. Stay here, press the floor away. And breathe in and breathe out. Lift your hips up and back. So one of the reasons not to rush, one of the reasons not to pop up early, right? If you're popping up early in your crescents, you haven't investigated your lunge stance, right? And, and if we're not investigating, if we're not feeling it out, we're missing the yoga. Right? It's not just about like, are you doing it sloppily or... Are you doing like, but are you being present in your body? Come on back to center. Bring your right knee down. Left foot flat. Kneeling side plank to kneeling side bend. Reach for the front wall. Press your standing hand down. Check to be sure it's slightly in front of your shoulder. You're pressing down a little forward with that hand. Back foot presses down. You might want to lift the bottom knee. You might want to kick that foot toward the sidewall. Lifting the leg as high as it'll go. Then on your exhale, step back. Down dog, empty. Inhale, turn your left toes to the diagonal. Bend your right knee. Plow your hands down and forward. Send your left hip up and back. So there's some stuff in there to breathe through. If this feels overextended, if you're having a hard time maintaining stability, walk your hands in. If you're feeling this is too much, and you feel like you want to rest, you want to get out of this, walk your hands back. Put more weight back toward your legs. Coincidentally, that will also give you more leverage to stretch into the hip. Come back to center, and then left knee down. Left hand slides a little forward on that line, out from directly underneath the shoulder. You open the right arm, and then reach for your front wall. Palm down, side bend here. Press the back foot down, anchor yourself there. Really feel that the back foot, staking itself down and pressing back, is lifting the top hip. If the top hip is getting light, you can pick up the lower knee, no problem. If it's not, it's going to be really hard to lift the knee. You pick up the left foot, extend it out, press toward the sidewall, breath in, breath out, back to center, downward facing dog. Breath in, breath all the way out. Look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Breathe out. Oh. Breathe in, reach up, mountain pose. Breathe out, hands to heart center, pause. Feel your feet here. Like, really feel them. It's not like some woo-woo thing, but where are they? Stop moving around. Like, whatever you think you need to do with your hands, you don't. To feel your feet, you need to do nothing besides bring your brain to your feet. 
uh, it says tough love day at three dog yoga, but really if you came here for yoga, get to the yoga, get below, get, get underneath the stuff. Wherever your feet are right now is totally fine for right now. You're going to bring them together underneath you, toes pointing straight ahead. So if your feet are wider than your hips, they're too wide for this next part. As you move in toward a balanced practice, which is where we're going, I don't like to get the spoilers away, but you want your feet closer than hip distance because you have one foot that's going to support your body at center. If your feet are wider or if your feet are even hip distance, you're going to be uh, having a hard time centering up. So ideally, big toes are touching. If that's not going to happen, they're slightly apart. If you want to balance on one foot, bring that foot to center. Just how it is. Grow roots through your left foot. Toes point straight ahead. You're pressing ball the big toe, ball the baby toe, center of the heel down. Nothing changes there. Pick up your right knee. Cross the right leg over the left without moving the left foot at all. Maybe like really tempting to turn the heel. Cross the leg. Just cross the leg. We're not doing anything else more complicated. And just notice any shift that you, you feel drawn to make. Don't do it. Just stay with the foot pointing straight ahead. From here, take airplane. Unwind. Top leg goes back. Arms at your sides. Dekasana. Uh, warrior three arms at sides. Yeah, I'm not doing it because you do not need to look at me. It just gets harder if you start looking at the teacher. Standing foot still pointing directly ahead, still at the center. Hands to heart. We're going to take a balancing half moon, which means you're going to turn your body open to the side, but you're not going to put a hand down. You're just going to balance out there in space. Foot's not going to move. Then bend your standing knee and step back warrior two. Don't let the foot move. I mean, do your best. That's the game. That's the game. That's the, like, yeah, don't let the foot move. So you just move your foot. Get real with yourself. What are you doing? It's okay if you did, but get yourself back here. Not for my benefit. Doesn't do me any good if you listen to me. I mean, it makes you feel great, but that's not your business. That's none of your business. And what you think of me as none of my business. Uh, you, like putting your mind to do yoga, is you deciding that you can commit to this practice. That's it. And you're going to do your best. You're going to stay out of the habitual pattern loop that made you want to come to yoga. Breathe in, reverse warrior, reach up. Okay. And then cartwheel up to warrior two, then hands to the mat, heart forward, step back, down dog, or low push-up. Upward facing dog, and downward facing dog, or child's pose. And so if you did find your foot moving, there's probably two reasons. One is that uh, you just have a habit, right? Or two, like, it's hard to maintain balance without doing a little turn out, turn in. Uh, the foot wants to do that because it gives you a broader base. Um, and it's just the game. It's just the game of being present. 
like to know when you're moving your body in what direction your feet are pointing. Okay. Be a good thing for all of us to know. Look forward, walk, or lightly hop. It will also challenge your muscles more. If you're here to challenge your muscles, it will challenge them more. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Breathe out, bow forward. Breathe in, reach up, mountain pose. When you breathe out, bring your hands to heart center and feel your feet. Do nothing else. Whatever your habit thing here is, right? All of us have a thing. And play with our jewelry or our hair, or do our favorite stretch here for whatever it is. We're prepping for balance, for centering up, right? So get still. Right? And notice what the urges are. Notice when you're uncomfortable. Notice when you want to avoid. That's good work, man. If you can notice that you want to, like, flee, but stay anyway. Right. There's the strength. All right, bring your feet underneath you. Wherever they are is fine, but then for balance, you're going to bring them at least like to hip distance, but probably closer. If you can get your big toes to touch, get your big toes to touch. Feet at center. Right. And then you're going to press your right foot down, pick up the left knee, and then cross the leg. Look straight ahead. Don't look at me. I'm not going to do anything more. Don't watch the monkey up here. It's not going to help you. So your hands are at heart center, you're crossing the leg, yeah, we're moving toward eagle, but like, if you get really concerned about how much you cross the leg, you might lose the foot. Foot is the priority. Just cross, it's like we're not defining this pose, just that you are standing with your foot not moving, the toes are pointing straight ahead, oh, your foot's going to like adjust, but it's not going to come offline. Right. You're going to keep that, that's your, that's your, you just like put that in cement. Airplane, unwind, take the left leg back behind you, arms at your sides. It's like warrior three, but arms at sides. Keep the foot where it is. There's a lot of ankle and calf and shin stability work here. There's also a lot of finding out what your default habit is. If you come out of the pose, totally fine. See if you can keep the foot though, but just keep it in place. Yeah, good breathing. Hands to heart center, turn open toward the side. So that balancing half moon where you're not trying to go for the floor, you're not even trying to get deep. doesn't have to be deep. Open your arms if you like or don't, but you're just turning your body as much to the side, like a side plank as you can. Bend your standing knee, lightly step back to warrior two. Leave your foot, front foot where it is. You try to manage this the best you can. Yes, There's a lot of work there. Set your gaze forward, set your gaze forward. Get into warrior two. Warrior two mindset, warrior two alignment. They matter, right? Not to me, but to you. Right. Good. Breathe in and breathe out. And if this is challenging for you, good. If your yoga was not challenging you, like you're in the wrong, wrong yoga. Right. Inhale, reverse. Just let this feel good. Let's feel like your chest is floating up. Your body's getting some breath into the right side. And then Cartwheel up to warrior two. Look to the mat up front. Cartwheel the hands down. Low push up or down dog, your choice. Let your breath in. Like create the next posture. Breath all the way out. Pause. Feel what's going on. Hands, feet, arms, legs. Stuff has happened. 
You have a functioning muscular and nervous system. It's a good day. Look through the hands, walk across to seated. Down onto your back. Line up your feet about hip distance, what feels like hip distance, then go one wider. Right. And this is about access. A little wider, go toes out to the sides. Because right. we are no longer doing a one-legged balance. Now we're trying to give our low back plenty of room. Press your feet down, lift up into bridge or plant your hands down as well. Lift up into wheel. And if wheel's not usually on the menu for you, but you don't normally take your feet out this wide, try here, right? Just that the access of a little more space can help you recruit more musculature. Yeah, this is why I like try variations, right? You don't have to have success with everyone. Right, nothing's magic. You're just putting yourself in that window of opportunity for good things to happen. Right. If that good thing is you learned that like you need to like dial it back and take care of yourself, that's a good thing. Right. Breath in. And then breath out, slowly come down, take Supta Bhadakanasana, recline butterfly pose, feet together, knees out to the sides. You close your eyes, soften your face, you can bring your hands to your center line, you can bring your arms out to the sides. So this is a again, this is a you to you and fool around, find out. I can tell you that uh, the mudra of bringing your hands to your center line is to produce a certain response in our nervous system, in our brain, in brain body connection. Same thing with taking the arms out to the sides. Right? That's a different kind of pathway. We don't need to get into the metaphysics of it. It's not about that. But there are different responses based on how we shape our body and what we do with our limbs. Okay. Pull around, find out. Main thing is, is that you create an intentional mudra, the hand and arm position. And you pay attention to what that action does. And uh, I'll give you a little window into to yoga psyche. For a long time, I was like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I have no idea. Like, what is this doing? Why is this? Because my entire experience was in my head thinking that I was, like, not good at feeling my body. I'm the least good person here at feeling my body. It was, like, every yoga class I ever took. You know what was keeping me from feeling my body or feeling the response to different variations? That thought loop that I can't do this. That thought loop that I'm not this person. If you just eject that, pop that tape out. Breathe. You know how to do that. Take your breath in and out, wherever your hands are. What are you noticing? There's no wrong answer. Bringing your knees together slowly. Give them that good hug in where you feel the upper rim of your hips. 
then let them out slowly till you feel the level of your sacrum. Then let them go a little further away. Not so far that your low back overarches, but enough where you feel that the, uh, you feel the boot muscles, you feel the lower rim of the sacrum is heavier. And then bring them back to where the sacrum is level. And that's pretty much like where we want to be when we're lying on our back most of the time. You're going to cross your right ankle to the outside of your left thigh. Recline pigeon, uh, thread the needle style or your variation. Just pick one and notice what you start to get from it. Right? Notice if you start to get kind of fidgety. Right? Flex both feet. Like give yourself something to do. Give every body part something to do. If it doesn't have something to do, it will, well, I was going to use a choice phrase there, but it'll screw around. It'll be uh, unaware. And that's where an energy leak will show up, and then other things will follow. So if you're holding with your hand, great. Your hands have that job of holding without being too tight, not too loose. If your hands are not involved in this, they're somewhere that they rest right, in a certain way that you place them. Right? You're just intentional. Right? Whatever you're choosing is right for you, as long as you're choosing. Choosing how you're holding your face, your jaw, your throat, your shoulders. Right? It's right if you're choosing it. Next inhale, undo this and come back to center where you feel like your hips are level. And then left ankle outside the right knee. You got reclined pigeon here. And again, just aligning it the way you need it to align. Using as much of the hand grip or as little as is right for the effect that you're seeking. If you are seeking being totally stressed out, for sure get your hands totally white-knuckled and clench your teeth. If you are not seeking that, start to change up. If you are seeking not being totally present, Totally cool. Let things go. If you want to be present with relaxation and release, just give every part of the body something to do. Slowly undo it. Come on back to center. We're going to keep the right knee held really tightly in and extend the left leg out long. When you hug your right knee really tightly in, you'll feel that side of your hips, maybe even like the middle line of your hips, like curl up. That's fine for right now. Reach the left leg long. Really feel the, uh, the space across the left hip crease. Then release with the right leg until you feel your hips level. When your knee gets to the place where your hips are level and, and tune in, like just tune in, feel that, that is the right spot for you then to bring the knee across and twist. Right arm out to the side, breathe. 
on an inhale, undo it, coming back to center and right foot to the floor. Sacrum flat on the floor. You might need to adjust here. We get back to that point where uh, bring your left knee in and you feel your sacrum's level. Then left knee in, right leg out. You're going to hug the left knee tight. That's going to put a little rounding, a little lift of the tailbone, lift the sacrum in the left side. And the right leg is going to get a little benefit from that, a little airing out of the hip crease. Then you're going to release the left knee till you feel the sacrum flat. Same way we were doing in the beginning with the hips on a block. Get to know this feeling of your hips level on the floor. It's important before you twist. Go ahead and bring the knee across once you're there. Right. That ensures that our low back and our hips are in good position for the twist. If you get your hips to level, you'll always be in the right position. A shortcut is that your, uh, your left foot is about at the right knee. For most of us, it'll be like about a knee level. But you know, now that you know it's about the sacrum leveling out, you don't need the shortcut. Breath in. Breath out. On your inhale, unwind, come on back to center again. Replace the sacrum at center. Replace your spine at center. Take care of it like it's just like the most precious thing possibly could ever own and then knees into your chest again you're going to lift your tailbone up off the floor feel the sacrum lift maybe it lifts maybe it just gets light and then you're going to place it back to level placing it to level take your knees out to the sides and just slowly uh, open the legs and have a baby catching maybe mid shin probably no further up than that Keep your sacrum level on the floor. Do not let it leave the floor. Go ahead and go back, go back. Everybody go back. Hug your knees back into your chest because I saw a lot of bums lift. Uh, your bums look great, but they lifted. They look great. Pause here. Bring your sacrum level like it was, like we've been doing this whole time. We really want to keep that level. Bring the knees out to the sides. Keep that level. Now, don't get the construct of the pose. Just get this. Uh, take your shin bones to the positioning that you would have for that pose that we're not going to name. Right. And then catch around your knees. Just go to your knees. Keep your hips down on the floor. Do not let the tailbone lift. Do not let the sacrum rock up. Now, is, it wrong? is anything bad going to happen? No. Nothing bad's going to happen, but you're going to miss the point of the pose. This pose is not really called happy baby. That was made up by Rodney Yee because he's a very sweet guy. And uh, he's a very, very sweet guy. And he didn't want to say it like, this is called dead bug. Uh, and uh, that was in the 90s. And um, not even like at our time of like softening everything, but it was the 90s. And uh, became dead bug, became happy baby. Dead bug is more appropriate to how we are, are attempting to get in this pose. You want to keep the back of your body, you want to keep your spine, sacrum to back of head on the floor. You are splattered to that mat. And after a good yoga practice, like that is it. And see what happy baby does is it gives us this idea that we're supposed to grab our feet and like put our toes in our mouth and all that. But forget that. It's about your spine, but your hips and then your leg bones get heavy to the floor. You want to catch your legs, catch your legs and pull them down. Right? Like if you, like if you want intensity, that's the intensity. Legs coming down, not hips coming up. Right? Breath in.
And breath out, slow release of that to Shavasana. And like you're already placing yourself with that last pose, with that, that traditional last pose, you've placed yourself spinally in the position. Now you take the limbs out into Shavasana. And Shavasana, uh, just again, something we just don't talk about that much, but Shavasana literally translates as corpse pose, corpse seat. And we don't like to think about that. Like we just, you know, we want to be like rainbows and unicorns all the time. But there is something really beautiful to this practice. And there's a reason why it's called corpse pose. It's like the, uh, the Stoics memento mori. It's remembering every day like that we're alive. And that the truth is that there will come a day when we're not. We don't know when it is. And today is here for you, for me, for the person next to you. We are here. We are alive. That practice of Shavasana, that remembrance that we are all of the nature to change. Is here in this practice to remind us to live fully. When you are ready to come back, start with breathing. Let your breath find its way through your body. Like just enliven every cell out to your fingers, out to your toes. Small movement at the edges of you just to, to see where those boundaries are to bring yourself back into this space of your body. You'll roll to your right side. Make your way up to sit comfortably in a way that you arrange yourself to feel well. To feel the best that you can in this moment. To do the best that you have with whatever life is offering you right now. It's simple. It's the way we're sitting. And it's a mindset. That's really powerful. And bring our hands together at heart center. Raising heart to hands. Then thumbs to forehead center. Joining heart and mind. Truly, that was great, y'all. Thanks for being here. Namaste. Well done. That was Excellent, excellent practice. Way to spend your Monday afternoon. See you guys. See you guys. How's the funk out there? Mobetta? Good. See you. Bye.